0: Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 2, verse, verse 2, For I determined to uh, preach nothing except Christ crucified. There's a stunning statement from uh, uh, for, for the major, major uh, apost- apostolic figure, person, Paul the Apostle the Great. Now, that context, that verse is actually spoken in the context of, uh, of the 1st Corinthians chapter, chapter 1. The whole chapter is addressing about the divisions of the church. How the church is split between some following Apollo, some following Paul, some following this and that. And Paul is lamenting and asking that the church get united together in Christ Jesus. There's no division. Every one of us is, is saved and uh, baptized in Christ. It doesn't matter who baptizes you, and and all the rest of it. And you can apply that to your own church situation. If you face a division in church, in the chur- in church, this is a really a good place to apply this. I do want to say that this really actually reveals the pastoral heart of Paul. Paul is not just an apostle planting churches. <coughs> lay down the, the spiritual foundation, the doctrinal foundations for the church per se, which is the vast, absolute vast majority of what he is teaching. And, and they are through revelations from Christ direct. Um, but quite a bit of it in his epistles, really dealing with the problems in the church. He's really doing, dealing pastorally. And he's bringing theology to uh, to face those those problems and challenges uh, in the church, First Corinthians, uh, ch- uh, First Corinthians chapter one is dealing with divisions. As I said, so Paul is bringing it up the and the Paul's solution is that he's coming with meekness and trembling and fear, with such humility as a major apostle, which makes you know every pastor and myself included, trembling in greater, even greater fear. You know why is Paul say, I'm coming in fear and trembling? There's no need for that. If it is a church that's, that's, that's orderly, that's great, that's thriving, that's loving and all this stuff. He would not have to even write anything of that sort. He just goes straight there to encourage. I thank God every day for you. There's a lot of other pieces. He said, I thank God every day and pray for you every day. But in First Corinthians, in chapter 1, Paul goes into the dealing with the problems of the church at that time. And it's clear that that problem is division. And how does Paul propose to solve that problem? He proposes to solve the problem by first coming in fear and trembling. Don't ever think that I'm judging you. That's first. He's coming in fear and trembling humility. He said, there's nothing in me that makes me more superior. I'm just like you. However, I'm called by God to be an apostle, to be a pastor, to be, to be a teacher, to, to be elder to, to you. And I'm, I'm teaching this to you. First, that's his first stance. So then nobody can feel that he's sort of being judgmental or being condemning or anything of that sort. However, he's... And then he comes to the second one. He said, now that's a real, real deal now. He said, I resolve to know nothing except him, except except Christ. All right. So that, that is the uh, first, uh, I, let me read to you. When I came to you, brothers and sisters, I did not come as someone superior in speaking ability or wisdom as I proclaim to you the testimony of God. Did you hear that? I did not come as someone superior in speaking ability. If there's someone superior in speaking ability, it would be Paul. However, he come to the get-go to to break the ice, break the uh, the 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 the, uh, the struggle of the church at that time. Verse two: For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. You know, <laughs> first he brought up the division of the church, and second, he said, you know what? I know about your divisions. And this is causing a wreck in church. And we should never, never be there. But you know what? I'm going to tell you that I choose to know nothing. Does he know it? Of course he knows. But he said, I determine to know nothing among you. So that means he's trying to, to block out all those bad, uh, bad, bad information he's got in his in this brain, his brain, is mind, you know, he basically is saying this. He said, I know you have a problem, divisions, and all this, uh, wrecking the church now, uh, fermenting in church. And some of you are divided, some of you are this this group, some of you are that group, and all this stuff. But he said, But I determine not to, to know anything about those things because that I'm not going to talk about them. I am. I it, it, to a level he's not lying but he's just saying this i don't want to know all the stuff that i already know but because what i know i'm going to tell you that i'm going to teach you preach to you in a way that i know nothing about you i i determined to know nothing about you that means he knows something about them what he is not saying that he doesn't know anything about them that what he's saying that. I determine not to know anything about you and us to know nothing among you but if you read the chapter before obviously he knows this divisions and stuff in the church so he is saying that I determined to know nothing about ex- among you except him crucified hallelujah is I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what I am going to talk about. That's the one I'm going to come in and tell every one of you. That's the one I'm going to major on. I'm going to focus on it. I'm not going to major on your problems. I'm not going to major on our problems. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Christ. Only Christ and Christ crucified. Hallelujah. Why is Christ crucified so powerful? Because that is the redemption power in Christ's crucifixion. In His crucifixion, we are redeemed. In His crucifixion, we are set free. Set free from our what, from bondages. Set free from our, our petty argu- uh, arguments. S- set free from our serious <laughs> disagreements. Set free from divisions. Anything, because in Christ, we are unified. And set free and unified. Alright, He said, And Him crucified, I was with you. I also was with you in weakness and fear and in great trembling. And my message, my preaching, were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. What a fantastic way of speaking it, he said. My message to you was not... My message to you was actually in weakness and fear and great trembling. That's Apostle Paul. Can you imagine that? And he said, "My message and preaching were not a persuasive words of wisdom." Well, He's just being humble. He said, "But in demonstration of the Spirit and of power." Now he wants to bring out the contrast. Yeah, the the way I analyze is this: Yes, Paul's work came with the, you know, with the uh, persuasive power, persuasion power of of wisdom. But what is so much more powerful? is a demonst- demonstration of the Spirit on. And of his on, on the power in the message he brought to them. Hallelujah. I cannot rule out that there will be signs of wondrous, you know, demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God, like healings and cast out demons or whatnot and whatever. But I am certain in the context of what this is talking about. There is a demonstration of the Spirit and, the, and a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit in his message to them. It was not persuasive words of wisdom of man. However, it is, a pers- it is a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit in his message, in his preaching, in his sermon to the 1st Corinthian church, hallelujah. That's what we're talking about. So that faith will not rest on the wisdom of mankind, but on the power. What is he saying there? My sermons to you is based on the demonstration, based on the power of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, Your faith will not rest on my wisdom or human wisdom, but be based on the power of God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. But we speak wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God predestined uh, before the ages to our glory, the wisdom that none of the rulers have understood. There's a supernatural wisdom. The Lord bless you.